Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now five years now i've done live stream for the cure and five years in a row, Jay has never been on live stream for the cure. I, I blame Nick for scheduling it. <laughs> for Com- scheduling it a year ahead against of time. my usual vacation yeah. times. <laughs> I was going to say, he schedules it a year ahead of time. So. But I also have yearly vacations. So, like, you know, if it falls on the same weekend, it falls on the same weekend. I don't know. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> we, we do this wonderful, nice thing for a good cause every year. And you're just like, mm, I don't know. It's out of my control. I can't. I, I. I don't. I don't make those decisions. You're an adult, and you don't have to go on vacation with your family anymore. I don't know if anyone gave you that memo. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And this is our news and trailer park episode. Look, me and Jay missed uh, a little bit of time, so uh, we're going to be cutting out some. This is this is a trimming of the fat. We're not going to be doing a lot of the news stories that we would normally do, some of the ancillary stuff that ultimately winds up leading nowhere and meaning absolutely nothing in the long run. We are, we are just going to keep this streamlined. We're going to be talking about the biggest news stories, the ones that we have the most to say about, and then we are going to get into our trailer parks for three movies. We got Amazon Prime's Tomorrow War uh, with Chris Pratt, which will be coming out in July directly to your Amazon Prime video streaming service, and then we will be discussing Last Night in Soho. I actually recorded this uh, this intro after we recorded the episode where we wrongfully called it One Night in Soho as if it was a porn star named <laughs> Soho because they are such a hoe that they are Soho. Uh, but no, it is actually Last Night in Soho, the Edgar Wright movie starring Anya Taylor Joy that is coming out later on in 2021. And then we have our, I would say, trailer park discussion uh, and character breakdown for Marvel's The Eternals because we got a teaser trailer for Marvel's The Eternals uh, last week. So this is a little bit outdated, but I want to just break down the characters and kind of like where this story is going. Not so much, uh, you know, I didn't want to get into the comics and get into like all this, this ancillary material that we'll probably be breaking down when we get further Eternal trailers. But without any further delay, let's get into this week's news.
there is a lot of like interesting stuff going on out in Hollywood right now. So oh, we yeah. know that like HBO and Discovery they merged. They're now they're now one entity, and that's that's a huge, massive entertainment conglomerate. Really, what what they're getting from it is more more reach. HBO is getting more reach. They're also getting all those massive reality shows, uh, like Six Hundred Pound Life. You know, uh, Alaskan Bush people like that are really popular with the AARP crowd not us so much well, um, but certainly. that's big revenue for them so that's that's a big deal but uh there's really not a whole lot to talk about there but also you know amazon acquiring mgm for eight plus billion dollars is yeah. is quite massive as well i mean that's Which a is game something- changer we did do a news story on a couple months back that MGM was looking to sell. Oh, yeah. And it was mainly, MGM I think Amazon, right, right, Amazon and Apple were some big players that really wanted to, well, first of all, has the finances to, to, to acquire that, but also. But that is a bit of a big deal because now Amazon not only has the, the Tom Clancy rights to do Tom Clancy films and television shows, they now have James Bond. Well, along with thousands of, you know, movies and, and, and series episodes and stuff like that. I mean, you know, RoboCop, Rocky franchise. MGM has been around for so long. I mean, there's a lot of good content in their library. So, you know, there's a lot of different things that they can play with with this. And, you know, maybe do some type of original spinoffs or variations of things. But also, you know have it on their streaming services for all those old classic content and obviously bond they don't have that much power over bond because the producers still have a lot of rights and 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 say over how things are done within the bond franchise but it's still a big get because and for anybody who would be worried about bond not coming to theaters remember that amazon is the most theater friendly streaming service so Uh, They like to push even their own Amazon originals out to the theaters first, and then they will get their own uh, exclusive streaming rights to them. So um, that's kind of how Amazon has has done their model. It keeps it keeps filmmakers happy. It keeps the actors who 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 work in them uh, like just a lot of the staff behind making a film makes them happy that their film is going out there uh, and actually being seen in theaters. And then I believe it's like a ninety day model almost like ninety days after the theaters or a certain set run for each for for each film. It's then streaming on Amazon Prime. So you're not going to have to worry about like Bond not being in the theaters just going directly to, to Amazon Prime. It will 100% oh, be on I, your IMAX, your Dolby screen. <laughs> I would be a Twitter troll if that happened. Trust me. I would be livid. But with Amazon taking it up, do you think because of that now, do you think they have the juice to keep Daniel Craig around for a little while longer? Where it's like, no, he's like, no, 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 no I want, no, no, I want no. some ridiculous amount of money. And they're like, okay. No. <laughs> we got that. Jeff. Hey, Jeff Bezos. I know you just nah. you just went through a very public divorce and uh, you lost a lot of money. Do we have enough to like? Oh no, no. COVID helped him out. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. oh, fine. Yeah. You know, he's Did, fine. <laughs> you got enough money to like to like chunk off like you know a good twenty million dollars to keep uh to keep Daniel Craig happy. Fifty? Oh, oh, he said fifty. Yeah, he said fifty mil. Oh, Jeff's writing a check. Hey, where's my check? We'll be mailing them out next week, sir. Oh no, no. I want mine now. I don't have any checks to give. Well, that guy got one, right? Give me one of them big ones. I don't care. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you could keep Daniel Craig on with that much money. I don't think I don't think they're going to want to. I think they're going to want to go in a different direction. But 
those those are those are just news stories that me and Jay want to just put like our little impressions on because they're they're big deals. Let's get into our next news story. I'm going to let Jay take this one away because it involves his boy, Timothy Chalmay. And yes, that did rhyme. No, I didn't mean it to, but fuck was it poetic. All right, Jay, <laughs> take this news story away. Well, our boy Timothy Chalamet has been officially cast as the new Willy Wonka. Yeah. Named Wonka. So this movie is going to be directed by Paul King. And this guy is the guy behind Paddington. Paddington and Paddington 2. Which uh, Paddington 2 carried 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for like the past two years. Uh, I think it actually just got its first negative review <laughs> on Rotten it Tomatoes. It, and it was actually a news story. Uh, it really was. <laughs> it was a big deal. I know. People were like, what monster, <laughs> what animal of a critic out there gave Paddington 2 a negative review? Yeah. Exactly. And, 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 and Paul King's you know, going to go out there and have that man's balls. You're going to call off your rigorous investigation. You're going to publicly state that there is no underground group. Or these guys are going to take your balls. <laughs> what's, what's, inter- what's interesting to me is that this is written by one person. Yeah. A, a young guy, Simon Rich, who really hasn't done any films i mean he he's like a a random writer of like certain kind of properties like maybe he's just a big ronald doll fan you know the the original maybe he's just a big ronald doll fan like the original the original author of of uh but again willy wonka and the chocolate factory or charlie and the chocolate factory exactly but this is going to follow like a younger obviously a younger version of willy wonka and i think that's the right approach because the johnny depp character was more of like an older version yeah. i guess you could say I, and look well, i think and, of gene, and wilder, gene wilder but and i think of I, I think of gene wilder and i think of like timothy chalmay and like i'm like it doesn't fit and then i remember that boat ride where it's like nobody knows which way we are going and he has like that super creepy song that he's well, singing the children there and is was, going to be musical numbers in this exactly so i was like so. oh wait i could totally see timothy chalmay like being super creepy but i don't look forward to timothy chalmay's press tour for this because it's just gonna be a whole lot of <laughs> with that stupid laugh that timothy chalmay has i i hate anytime he does press for a movie i wish I wish they would just like have him like a panel of people who worked on the movie. Timothy Chalmay is there, so you can look at him and go, I, I, I recognize that dude. That dude's that dude's up and coming and stuff like that. But yeah. you don't let him talk. He is an erotic mess. Yeah. Um, him talking is yeah, it's you know, very we had a great time it's, on it's set and super like super hard to <laughs> Oh my god! He just starts laughing, and it's like, "What the <laughs> fuck is wrong?" And everyone's like, "Is this dude high?" And it's like, he's definitely, he's no, definitely on his, anxiety medication. His, Whether yes, he's high when yes, he's out there, though, no, his, I don't know. He is just extremely ADD um, or ADHD, really, to be specific. But um, yeah, it, it's 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 adorable to some very small degree, but I can't imagine being around him all the time, and. I do think he is a great casting choice for this kind of role. And I think, you know, he does have a lot of theater background, so he can be a very showy actor 
if need be. Well, also, so this it'll, is it'll the, stretch his, his with the casting of him and and the type of movies that he's been in and stuff like that. You now kind of know the direction that they're going. They 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 are not doing another Gene Wilder. They're not doing another uh, Tim Burton version either. They're they're doing their own thing. But it, it much like it's going to be charming. That's what yeah. it's going to be. I think this is going to be a lot more lighthearted and charming. But I think there's I I I think by casting him I just immediately go like they're gonna go into a few dark places and they needed someone who who is very yeah, comfortable but going but into it, dark places. But it's from the Paddington guy and the Paddington guy you know he has he he walks the fence very nicely. Very so, nicely. Yeah, I mean the original Paddington. There's some darkness in there too. There's some abandonment. There's some loneliness. There's some sadness. But there's still an you know a lightness and 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 a um like an empathetic movie tone where you i don't know it's hard to explain but we'll probably talk more about it when we do corella the type of tone that we're talking about here because corella walked a fine line um and i watched it with my seven-year-old daughter so (laughs) but let's get into our next news story RJ, this one's near and dear to my heart. Not so much for you because you hated your movie homework where you had to watch Evil Dead 2. Dead by <laughs> Dawn! We, this is New Line Cinema is announcing Evil Dead Rise. Groovy. A new horror film in the Evil Dead franchise, which will be directed by Lee Cronin. And apparently the scares this time around won't be taking place in a cabin deep inside the woods. No word on what role Ashley J. Williams will be playing in it. But this is the Evil Dead franchise now going to the city. So picture Jason Takes Manhattan. But hopefully instead of, you know, 90 minutes of Jason getting to Manhattan and then 10 minutes of him tearing ass through Manhattan. It's actually, you know, mostly taking place in the city, which I think is, which I think is fantastic because the whole, the, one of the big things about like the evil dead franchise is anybody can become possessed at any time. When you're out in the cabin, you're limited to the number of people when you're in the city though. Oh baby. There could be a whole lot of deadites real quick. It makes me think of like some of the uh, some of the Evil Dead video games where like you're in a populous town that uh, that that the the Necrolomicon becomes active again and deadites are running around and you're Ashley J Williams with your chainsaw hand and your fucking boomstick and you're just shooting the shit out of things. But I really do hope. I, I don't think you can do an Evil Dead without getting bruce campbell in there somewhere in some way i mean he's an executive producer on anything that gets made uh evil dead wise and you know we talked about it a little bit but evil dead one uh they didn't have the money to get the movie done so they sold bruce campbell's parents house <laughs> to jesus get, to get the juice to to do it uh it, it's a fun story uh but that's how he became an executive producer on evil dead one and subsequently has been an executive producer on the series ever since quick editor's note yeah they didn't actually sell his parents house they just used it as collateral on a loan and so you know he, he's going to be making his money from this but uh, also he's going to be in it but whether he's the star i don't know uh there's a lot of rumors out there about whether this is going to pick up mia's story from from the from the remake of 2013 not sure not sure. So, but I'm I'm definitely excited. Uh, all we know right now is that it is an Evil Dead franchise, and it will be taking place in a metropolitan uh, setting. So, 
but I'm definitely excited for it. I'm excited for anything Evil Dead, Evil Dead related, uh, because I'm just such a massive fan. I love the Ash versus the Evil Dead, and I was very upset when it got canceled. And now we are going to be having a whole new film to to sink our teeth into. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be, I think extremely successful to yeah i hope so so far, i really like, do i'm, I'm pretty so far casting news on it is that uh alissa sutherland uh who's from the devil wears prada she was also uh queen asla in the vikings uh she's been cast in it and lily sullivan has also been cast in it uh and she is a little i mean they're both relative unknowns uh un- unless you watch the television shows that they were in but lee cronin the director he also is 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 not very well known. Uh, he hasn't had any films that that like you could point to and say like, you know, that is something that I that I love. You know, like but he did have two episodes in the Fifty States of Fright, which was that uh, television series, which I think was on Quibi. Uh, if I remember right, uh, the, before it went under, and that was run by, I believe it was Sam Raimi. Uh, so it kind of makes sense that Sam Raimi executive producer of the evil dead franchise would hire someone who he's worked with previously to be the director uh, of one of the films in his franchise. Uh, so I'm kind of surprised that Sam Raimi himself isn't stepping back into the director's chair for it. But I, I have faith that he wouldn't choose anybody that he didn't have faith in himself. So, um, you know, if he had Fetty Alvarez do, do the Evil Dead remake, which I think Fetty Alvarez did a fantastic job. A lot of people don't like that movie because it had a completely different tone than the rest of the Evil Dead franchise. But uh, as far as like horror goes, Fetty Alvarez, he knows his shit. Uh, so I'm hoping that they have the same thing with this director here. Very excited for it. Next news story. RJ, the final news story. Uh, which I find this one interesting. Aaron Taylor Johnson has already been part of the MCU. Mm. Uh, and in the MCU, he played Quicksilver for uh, just a hot minute. You didn't see that coming? Really? Just a hot minute. Uh, but Very he's not unfortunate. Fa- but he's not faster than a bullet, apparently, even though uh, the other Quicksilver in the X-Men franchise, he was. He was. Uh, so Aaron Taylor Johnson is tangentially stepping into another role within the MCU, sort of. He is going to be playing Craven the Hunter in Sony's Spider-Man universe. Now, the reason I say like tangentially is because Spider-Man is part of the MCU, and he's obviously going to be part of the Spider-Man universe. However, a lot of the characters that are part of this Spider-Man universe will not cross over into the MCU. So you wouldn't see Aaron Taylor Johnson sharing the screen with a Falcon Winter Soldier characters, right? He, he, he's only ever going to share the screen with Spider-Man in Sony's Spider-Man universe. And According to Kevin Feige, it's only Spider-Man who can move through these universes like that. No one else is going to be able to do that. But uh, I found that interesting. Now, that being said, Toombs, uh, who uh, Michael Keaton, uh, who who played the Vulture in, in the original Spider-Man film, he kind of is part of the MCU, though, because he mentions Iron Man. He mentions the, the Avengers event and stuff like that. However, he will not come back for anything MCU related. He will only be in the Spider-Man universe moving forward. So Sony's... Well... You gotta you gotta remember that you, you have Morbius coming out still. 
They, they're and, still they're still trying to tee up this this Sony. I was say, well, Morbius universe. is part of that of that Sony Spider Man universe mm-hmm. as well. Exactly, but it's 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 that one is far more reserved. You know, I don't think they're like no one has showed Tom Holland Spider Man in any of the in any of these films. It doesn't look like he's even part of them yet. It's like they're gonna build that universe first before they even bring Spider Man into it. Yeah, I, I think you know, and Aaron Taylor Johnson is is a great actor i i really do think he just has a very picky sense of taste with his roles lately um over the last 10 years or so and i think he should be doing a lot more so i i feel like he is he's got the he's got the presence he's got the chops he's got the face he's got the marketing personality to, to to front a movie, and I, he has I, some I, name I, recognition as yeah, well. Now I, I, I just I, I, sent yeah. Jay a picture of Aaron, a picture of Aaron Taylor Johnson next to the character of Craven the Hunter, and he he can look the part. He sure. can look right for the part. Sure. Uh, I, I, but what still gets me is like these villain solo movies first before we move into them being part of the Spider-Man universe. That seems ham-fisted to me. I'm not sure if Morbius is a character. Like I know Venom is a character that you can you can hinge a whole a whole film on. I get that. But I don't know if Morbius is the type of character you can hinge a whole film on, right? I'm not sure if Craven the Hunter is someone you can hinge a whole film on because mm-hmm. like their most famous stories came out of Spider-Man stories, right? Mm-hmm. Where Spider-Man was very heavily involved. Craven's Last Hunt is by far the the, the most famous Craven story that is out there and they're probably going to try to tell some iteration of that without Spider-Man, just like they're doing with Venom 2 where they're telling the story of Maximum Carnage without spider-man and it's like but he's a big part of it and that th- that kind of bothers me a little bit because it's like it feels disingenuous like it feels like you're you're really trying to to cram this universe in and make it happen too soon and we saw what happens when dceu did that where they were like you know we're we're just going to start we're just going to start green lighting these movies we're going to start putting them out we're going to do a justice league movie before we even told the solo story of half of the justice league characters right you have no basis for understanding them in this universe whatsoever and now we're just we're just going to we're just going to sell it you're going to fucking sell it <laughs> and i think like sony might be walking into the same thing like you need to without even seeing these movies or knowing too much about them sony's green lighting them and it, it, once the first one bombs if it bombs, like if Morbius isn't a hit, that's it. Like you're gonna start seeing all these ones that they're gonna start announcing being canceled. Man, game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Right. And they're gonna realize that like Spider-Man villains really can't exist without Spider-Man. I think that's just what it comes down to. I don't you know. I'm not interested in seeing like if they were like, oh, we're making a rhino movie, I'd we've be never, like, Don't. we've never experienced this yet before. So I I'm 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 curious to see what they do with it. Um but again the, I'm curious. The, the biggest problem is nobody knows who these guys are unless you're a comic book nut. Right. I that's know them the all. And I do think they're interesting. And would I want to see a solo movie of them as a comic book fan? 100% yes. However, I would like the context of them as a as a foil, as, as an antagonist to Spider-Man to be there first because I don't want to know. Like, I need that because so many of these villains are 
they they are aspects of Spider-Man's personality, right? Like a, a great villain is o- always matches the hero based on on an aspect of their personality, right? Batman is somewhat insane. He's a man who dresses up as a bat and goes out there. The Joker is pure insanity uh, or super sanity, whichever way, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, and, and, and he challenges Batman because of that aspect of Batman's character. When I watch a movie, which is why like you can watch a Joker movie and kind of get it because Joker kind of transcends that. He can have a movie without the main hero because he is a, a totally flushed out character in and of himself at this point. But for someone like Craven the Hunter, he's not as as popular as well known, right? Like most people are going to go out there and be like, "So what is he?" And it's like, "Well, he's a big game hunter, mm. and Spider Man's his ultimate prey." And it's like, "Cool. So what kind of story we're going to tell?" I don't know. I think he's hunting elephants or something. That's going to be the movie. Maybe maybe Heart of Darkness. You remember that movie with uh <laughs> with Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer where they where they go to the they go to the town in Africa yes. and, they, and, they, and they hunt and they hunt like I maybe it's like that, that movie. <laughs> I Watch it again. For that you movie. might not as much. Uh, really? Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been be a very long time. I must say it's probably That's been like. like at least 15, 20 years, probably. That's like me with the movie Dragonheart, like where I was like, oh, man, I love Dragonheart, where Sean Gattery is the dragon. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that again. And I watched it again, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is terrible. I was like, why did I like this? And I was like, oh, yeah, because I was like eight or nine, and there was a talking dragon well, who first sounded off, like James Bond. <laughs> like the, A lot of 90s movies had this great way of just sucking you in somehow in, in just this, watch speed in, in last the weirdest night man. way speed is an awesome action movie uh oh so you're I, saying that it holds up it speed holds up okay. i don't know i don't know if, i don't know if heart of darkness or or or, or whatever whatever the movie was called uh holds up not heart of darkness i know i'm thinking of i'm thinking of the the, the now, novel that, now dave uh, now dave what about speed two <laughs> that that didn't even hold up in whatever year that fucking came out. So. <laughs> but I did just watch the Sandlot with Logan today because she was on she was on punishment. Oh, and she couldn't choose was that what her she first watched. Time watching it, yeah. She only liked she only liked the dog chase at the end. Of course, that was it. Of course, that was it. And I and I think she oh. had a little bit of a crush on Benny the Jet Rodriguez and who and that a girl. Wouldn't? Who wouldn't? But, I did too. <laughs> but no. Uh, so but anyway, uh, I. I, th- I was thinking about that and I was just like, like, is that the type of story you're going to tell with Craven the Hunter? Like, I'm just not sure like where you go with the character for this. I mean, I could go and look through his, his Wikipedia Craven the Hunter and be like, Oh, it'll probably be about that. But still the these villains, their greatest context comes when they are an antagonist to, to the main hero. And without that, I'm still not sold that they can carry a movie by themselves. And we just have to wait for Morbius to come out. And like I said, if that is a flop, and then you've had Venom now essentially be it critical should flops. be a flop. Morbius right. should be a flop because it doesn't look good. Right. So so once that happens, I, I, I expect like maybe they'll just green light a Sinister Six movie and throw Tom Holland in it and be like, there. Now we've now we get to do our our one or two picture deal with Aaron Taylor Johnson because we've Correct. already because the ink's already already dry on that well, contract and we get to bring Morbius back it's, because it's again smartest, we paid him for three movies exactly so. it's the smartest thing for them to do and I think it's also the smartest thing to do as far as getting people right. excited for these kind of movies within the the uh, Sony universe for sure but you gotta hey, do it. 
I I don't know. I, I I don't know what Sony's doing. Like, they're they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying to future proof for for a time when they won't have to continue signing contracts with the MCU to share their characters with them. And uh, I understand their their want and their need to do that. I just don't think that this is the way to go about it. I don't think I don't think that this is I, I don't think that this is going to pay off in dividends. I think that this is you know we're gonna we're gonna start seeing some flops, and then from there, I don't know. Like the, the, I, I think just like the DCEU, we're gonna see cancellations left and right, and then course corrections. And by that time, people will have lost interest, and 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 they'll be done with it. Uh, and that's just my opinion. I mean, I know a lot of people out there I saw were very excited to see this casting news and to get a Craven the Hunter movie. And it's like you're comic book fans, though. So I don't know. I don't know if if you know my dear old Ma really cares about Craven the Hunter. And that's the audience that you got to get in the theaters to make that billion to get those three commas for your box office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's going to do it for our news this week. We do have some brief impressions on some trailers that came out this week. Uh, so we got impressions on the trailer for Tomorrow War, which is an Amazon original film, which will be coming uh, out in July directly to Amazon streaming, starring Chris Pratt. And then we have Edgar Wright's next film, One Night in Soho. And then, of course, uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on the Eternals trailer, but we will spend a little bit of time breaking it down. Uh, this was very much a teaser trailer for the Eternals. So I don't expect uh, there to be a whole lot to like really break down with it. Uh, however, I'm still intrigued enough by what I saw to, to discuss it. However, however, I'm not quite sure that this is the movie that's being touted to us by Kevin Feige, who said it's, it's an Academy Award contender. Uh, but we'll just have to discuss it uh, and get Jay's impressions on it as well, since he's our Mr. Academy Award. So, Jay, mm-hmm. let's uh, play some Thomas Iannucci beats and let's get ourselves into this week's trailer park. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't serve, but there's a new wave. We've been on since Trust God saved the right stop. I don't want to flow until I know it at the bass drop. All right, so first up, I want to talk about Tomorrow War uh, without getting into it too much. We know the story. The story of it is that Chris Pratt plays your average Joe, former military guy with sure. uh, a wife and a, and a family. Family man, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's also he's also a little bit funny, right? He's got a wry sense of humor, a little bit little of darkness bit. behind it, though, because he is a former soldier who fought in a war. And when a hole in time space is ripped and soldiers from the future come back to forcibly draft people from the past into their future war he has to volunteer much like mulan did so that his wife does not have to take up arms and go to the future to fight he gets fitted with a a handy dandy little bracelet that allows him to travel to and from the future and he goes on to fight the war and then of course when time travel is involved he's going to come up with a plan to stop the war before it ever happens by going to the past that's what it seems like 
are fighting a war 30 years in the future. This is this a joke? Our enemy is not human. We need you to fight. You got drafted. I will be back. Why is this happening? What about the teacher's deferment and the veteran's deferment? If I don't go, they're going to draft you in my place. But if something does happen to me, you and Mary will be taken care of. If something happens to you, Dan, 70% of draftees do not return. I like Chris Pratt. I like Chris Pratt here. I don't necessarily like this premise. A, I don't think it makes sense for people from the future to draft people from the past because it's like, aren't you automatically when they die in your future war? Aren't you automatically altering the future at that point? Unless they're going to do the Avengers explanation where you can't go to the future because then your past is now your past and then your future is now your 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 future. But when you go back to the past, the future is now your past. And in, in, instead of there being a linear time, it's more like time loops that get created. So back to the future is a bunch of bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll explain it that way. But at least for, for, for the average moviegoer, the way time travel works is if you die in the past, you don't exist in the future, and therefore you could completely irrevocably fuck up the time stream. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's true. I, I thought I liked, actually, the story premise. I mean, it's... it's, it's, it's it, yeah, I, because it's it makes sense to me. Like, you know, if, if it's they had unique. The, if they had the technique... It makes sense because it's it's simple. It's actually quite simple. You know, future, if you have the ability to time time travel like that and you have to save the world and you need assistance, you would go back in time and try to recruit some people. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's rather simple. I mean, for a, for a high concept sci-fi action film, um, I'm surprised this hasn't happened already, to be honest. And maybe it has in a sci-fi channel movie. But <laughs> and, and that's the vibe I was getting from and, this, where I was and, like, and that this is, is also where I was going to slip into was. Yeah. That's where we get this film production style from. It's not quality, put it that way. Not in the in the scope of a cinematic mm, sci-fi adventure film if that you would was, expect in twenty twenty one. If this was in the theaters, I would not be rushing to buy my no. ticket day one unless no. it was several months ago and there was nothing else yeah. out and stuff maybe, like that then, yeah, then I'd maybe the, the coin, tuesday but... 5.99 special exactly maybe. exactly yeah. <laughs> but because it's coming to amazon prime i'm just like okay i mean my barrier for entry sure. is super low i already have prime video so yeah i'm gonna watch it and uh, whether i like it or not that's that's kind of inconsequential because i just will have nothing to do on a saturday night and it'll be there and i'll watch it and i'll probably get some enjoyment out of it i don't know how much enjoyment but um i'm not quite sold on this premise but i think making it a a streaming only movie that's that's a big old thumbs up right there that's that's the right move for it and i and i agree with you jay i do think it looks it it, it's looks are a little hokey. I, agree. I, I don't, and this comes out in yeah. July, so you can't be like, "Oh, they're still in post production and stuff like that." No, no. no, this movie comes out in July. This movie's this movie's cut. It's print. It's ready to go. Uh, they're just they're, they're just putting it in the slot that fits best for a summer blockbuster streaming only on Amazon Prime. I think it's slightly better than than the graphics for a sci fi movie, but not much, not much. <laughs> but for a sci fi channel original movie is what I mean, but not by much. So it looks fun. But I don't expect to get a whole lot out of it. What I really hope is like, I really hope it's just not long. 
If they make some like two hour and fifteen minute fucking movie, it's like Jesus Christ! What the fuck? We'll talk about long when we talk about Army of the Dead, yeah, <laughs> and and Cruella. We'll talk about long. We'll talk True. about length. We will. We and, will. And and which one of those two actually uses its length to its benefit? So, all right, Jay, uh, that that does it for the Tomorrow War. Let's get into our next trailer that we're going to be breaking down, and this one's going to be mainly on you, bud, because this is Edgar Wright's One Night in Soho. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got troubles, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown. All right, man, take it away. What'd you think of this? Because when we did our you know movies for 2021 that we were like super excited about and stuff like that this was on your list like you were or well actually 2020 uh but you were dead excited for this movie you you couldn't wait for this movie it did get delayed due to the pandemic it it didn't go Mm -hmm. and get a streaming release and now it is getting its full theatrical release and anya taylor joy and i can't remember her name but she's the girl that was in jojo rabbit let me first say and i I apologize for not cutting in earlier because i I, I actually thought it, this was the title as well, but it's actually Last Night in Soho, not, you know, One Night in Solo. But um, Last well, Night yeah, in cause, Solo. Yeah, because One Night in Soho would mean that there is a porn star named Soho, <laughs> and we're going to have One Night in there. <laughs> or him. There could be a or male him. porn yeah. star named Soho. So, so Thomas and McKenzie is the other co Actually, that's a great porn star name, Soho, because I'm such a hoe. Yeah, I'm Soho. Soho. <laughs> And she is this great young actress from Leave No Trace that I really, really loved, and Jojo Rabbit. And Jojo Rabbit. I thought she was fantastic in Jojo Rabbit. So So. I'm really happy to see her playing another lead role, and Anya Taylor-Joy as well, always fantastic. And this movie trailer was everything that I hoped it to be. It was um, great. It was atmospheric. It was yeah, it was suspenseful. It, it was tense, but it was also whimsical in a way. Much uh, which going for it. So yeah. much going for it. Time period, sixties, fantasy, psychological thriller, mystery. Like there's all kinds of flavors in this film, and you could tell. Now the Can first, I ask the when Anya Taylor-Joy became uh, anorexic, though? Because I just watched her on SNL, and she is real thin. And then I saw her here, and I was like, maybe this is just like you know, her early 20s and stuff like that. So maybe like this is like the most felt she'll be, and she'll fill out again as she gets into her 30s and stuff like that. But like when she was younger, she was a little bit more like full-bodied. And now like I saw her, and I was like, oh, my God, you were she is so skinny now. And I don't know whether I've, that's like purposeful I, on her part well, or whether to be it's honest, I've never nature. actually seen her body. I feel like to some degree, I, I I've never really taken notice of her body. Um, you didn't watch New Mutants? <laughs> I did not actually. Um, it's on HBO Max. Lauren watched it. She didn't. She didn't hate it. And okay. I watched it. I didn't hate it. I mean, I didn't love it okay. either. Like don't yeah, sixty percent uh, is I, about where I'm at on it. Like a like a right. B plus C minus. But no, I I will get around to it. I didn't know it was on HBO Max. It's good to know. Um, but um, no, I never I never really have to be honest. I mean, I I guess Queen's Gambit you see a little bit from time to time, but um. I, I I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't know. If she's like not eating enough, and she if she's training for the uh, the uh, 
that that action movie. What the fuck? Oh my god, I'm blanking right now. No, I think you're right. I think like you, I just saw her on SNL and she wore a couple like revealing outfits. And this might be the first time I'm actually seeing her yeah. in that light because she's stand. You know, she's she's not in a scene. She's standing on a stage doing a monologue, right? And, right. and it's a full body shot of her the whole time. So and and it's just her. So you have time to notice these type of things. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, she I was like, originally yeah. a model, so she is naturally. I think rather thin. Uh, but you know, let's uh, let's stick with last night. But in, either in way, Soho. this is yeah, another so time yeah, travel it's a, movie. It's a, it's a bad. Uh, Stay on target. Stay on target. Anyway, yeah. So this is this exactly. So this this is not. I don't think it's necessarily a time travel movie. I think it's more or less her some kind of like like psychologically. Right, because she's traveling, transitioning into right. she's another traveling world back within in time, self, essentially playing, and taking control of exactly. another person. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, we don't really know that. That's the thing. Like, I, I feel like almost some degree she's living vicariously through Anya Taylor Joy's look, her character. It's almost like empowerment to some. They do kind of say at the end of this trailer that like there's a door that's open that like if she can go there, then things can come back and stuff like that. Um, and that's like that that's that's where we start getting like the horror element of this, right? right. Like towards the end of that trailer where it's like she's traveling there, she's living this lavish lifestyle, she's living it up, she's loving it and everything like that. And now something ha- is is coming back with her that is quote unquote haunting her. Um, however. The more and, and more I think about this trailer, I think like, are we dealing with a mental health situation? Like, is that well, is that the true horror of this all? I'm not exactly sure, and I, I've, I've, I, I, to some degree, I kind of hope it is, um, but I'm not really sure because. But you're not I, a horror and, guy. In the so. first, in the first viewing, the ending, I was really disappointed. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's it is very very cliched horror yes. ending. Very loud sound, and then like a swipe at the screen, and then it's Cor- like correct. Dun, dun, However, dun, in dun. second viewing, and yes, it does still have that. It doesn't really show a supernatural creature. It doesn't show anything. It was a shadow. It was it was a shadow of a person. You know, hey, it, we know it, from it, our Patreon pre rolls. I see shadows. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, you know, it's not. I'm a nece- believer. It's, it's not necessarily not, a creature. It's not necessarily a ghost. We don't know. Um, what it is. We don't, know what we it don't is. really know. So I was but happy about that. So it's I was an like, interesting okay. trailer because it sets up an interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting trailer because it sets up a, an interesting premise, uh, and, and and it sets up some some interesting mysteries about it and everything like that. Uh, and it's and it, and it is it is whimsical, but it's intriguing as well. And then towards the end, suspenseful. So and it's Edgar Wright, right? Like, and I love the fact that like at the beginning of this, it didn't say from the director of Shaun of the Dead or from 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 the director of Hot Fuzz or any of his other movies it's it shows Baby Driver right which a lot of people point to and say like that's Edgar Wright's like first quote unquote real movie right that's that's his first mm. like like you know big movie that that wasn't that wasn't a comedy that wasn't that wasn't based on a comic book it was um i going into Baby Driver like i was like so is this another comedy and stuff like and it wasn't it had funny moments but it was absolutely fantastic and i think they're trying to tell you that like expect I, something more to, more of the same well to be honest like first of all you got to trust edgar edgar wright is 
genius. And I do. He's made this, some of my this, most rewatchable movies. So uh-huh. yeah, I do 100%. trust him. And, and, and the fact that this is such a personal movie for him because it was you know, in the back of his brain for years, he just was never able to really kind of give the time to kind of put it on pen and paper and, and, and produce it. Because he grew, he, you know, this is inspired by his time living in Soho, London. So, you know, it's like a fantasy of some degree, obviously, but it, it's at the same time, it's he's got a lot of inspiration behind this. So it's really sure. exciting. I, I know, I know, you're very much looking forward to it. I'll be honest, this trailer didn't do much more to get me excited for it. I am still excited for this movie for name recognition alone of Edgar Wright. All right, guy. It's always enough. Always enough for Reddick. It, it is enough. Yeah. It, it is enough. It is enough for me to go out there and buy a movie ticket for it. Hundred percent. However, like this trailer didn't didn't geek me up anymore for it. The first so, three quarters did for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. Let's get into our final trailer. Let's get into Marvel's Eternals. Unguided, we have helped them progress and seen them accomplish wonders. Throughout the years, we have never interfered until now. Thank you for this. Oh, you're welcome. So now that Captain Rogers and Iron Man are both gone, who do you think is going to lead the Avengers? I could lead them. So much like the other trailers, I'm not going to do like a full trailer park breakdown for this. I'm not going to go scene by scene. I'm not going to pick out like different things. What I am going to do is I, I'm I'm. I am going to kind of like break down some of the things, uh, like some of the characters, because uh, for a lot of people, this is their this is going to be their first introduction to these characters. So we have like Angelina Jolie who's playing Athena. Yeah, she's kind of based on a on the Greek god Athena, and that's that's going to be a theme that you're going to see throughout the Eternals. Like the Eternals are characters who were created by the Celestials in the MCU. We have met a Celestial. Ego, the living planet, who technically is a celestial, and even though in that movie he said that he was the last of his kind, which is why he was so eager to make more of himself, it appears he's wrong. There are still other celestials out there. Uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, we saw a celestial uh, wielding the Power Stone and using it on a populace of people. That was a celestial. And nowhere uh, is a mining colony that exists inside the disembodied head of a dead celestial. So celestials have already been sprinkled throughout the MCU, but they are essentially the the, the gods of the universe. And the Eternals are creations of these celestials. Now, they do have superpowers themselves, and they traveled to Earth thousands of years ago, and they some of them took pity on humanity, other ones wanted to help humanity, and others despised humanity. Uh, they have kind of like a code that they cannot get involved in humanity, but it seems like some of them will be flirting with that, uh, where they have been kind of helping humanity all along. It's been- 
possibly with our technological advancements, possibly with interfering in some of our wars. As we see, it looks like they have a, a battle in here that takes place in Babylon. Um, so it, it does look like they very much get involved at some point. But at some point, they will forget who they are. Uh, at least, at, at least at their core, and they will have to be reminded of it, and then they will come back together to fight a threat that is yet unknown in the in the trailer. I'm sure by the time which I kind of like that they didn't yeah, do. By the time we get to you know the full trailer, we will know the villain, and we will probably oh yeah have a bigger massive trailer park breakdown oh, yeah. but angela jolie she's playing athena based on the greek god athena or at least she inspired the greeks to name a god athena selma hayek is playing ajak uh and then gemma chan she's playing cersei uh, and richard Mad- madden he is playing icarus uh kumal Najiani is kingo brian Tahi henry he is playing fastos now fastos has an interesting power for all of them because he is kind of like their weapons designer their architect their the the one that's kind of behind the their, their science their magic their everything that they have you know about them their weapons their outfits and stuff it all comes from him so um he is he's one of the ones that is working with cersei to kind of under under the radar helping out humanity uh in, in a in a sense and then we have Barry Kagan who's playing Druig so and then uh Ma Dong Sok uh, you may remember him from Train to Busan he plays the badass Korean dude who beats the ever loving shit out of zombies with his fucking fist as he walks through the train I mm-hmm. fucking love this dude in that movie he is playing Gilgamesh um Gilgamesh was like an epic hero if I remember correctly from my English classes I'm not sure whether it's old English or whether it's Norse uh but again like I said all of these even Icarus like they all have these these roots in mythology uh in in our known mythology and we kind of see through throughout the trailer that Cersei is the one that is most friendly towards humanity uh she's the one that along with Fastos that is trying to help humanity out and we can kind of see here how they it's kind of like them versus the other versions of the Eternals because one of the Eternals that we see here Barry Keegan he is kind of like the bad one right he's the one that does that 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 believes that humanity is is beneath us and and people right. like Jay will remember him from Dunkirk but probably more so from the killing of a sacred deer mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of playing like a, a bad guy here like when we see him he's in this like he'll never be wood. a good guy necessarily no. he's got too much of a fucked up face <laughs> not fucked up <laughs> not interesting. Fu- I, I, interesting an interesting he, he has darker to looking face. mysterious face so when you look at him uh, you know, when we see him, he's kind of like in the backwoods coming out of this cabin and he's dressed very drab, very much like he he's he's a cast member of Handmaid's Tale or something like that. And it seems like he's kind of like the leader of like a cult almost like so um, yeah, I, I very much expect him to be a, a the bad guy in this or at least, you know, not quite aligned with the good like mm-hmm. like like Cersei and Icarus are. 
Uh, we also get Ajak. Uh, she's the one that has the ability to continue to communicate with the Celestials. We already talked about Fastos. He's the one with the technological powers. And then one person we didn't talk about was Sprite. Uh, she's very young looking. However, Sprite's not young. She's thousands of years old. She's just stuck looking that way. Sprite, very much like Loki is a mischievous type character her she has magical powers which are based on illusion so and then of course we talked about angelina jolie's thena she's a warrior goddess uh now Kumal Nagiani plays kingo uh he is a bollywood star and a lot of people have been breaking this down looking at the captain america shields that are like in the background in a lot of these things are like oh my god did you notice it it's got like three concentric circles and then a star in the middle of it looks like captain america uh apparently he's supposed to be like a captain america fanboy essentially so it's possible that in the, his bollywood productions he's he's paying homage to captain america by putting those shields in there other people are saying no fastos designed captain america shield and the the big reveal here this is the first time we're getting to see dane whitman aka the black knight who is not an eternal he is a human uh who essentially has a family sword uh, that passes down from generation to generation that gives them the powers of the black knight uh and he will be a human who is in a relationship with cersei so okay. there'll be some well, interesting to love triangles kind of going up. on there. You, you kind of need to have a human exactly. flavor. Yeah. <laughs> and then Crossover. Gilgamesh, he's super strong. And it's it's kind of just like watching this, it's kind of just like our 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 introduction to the Eternals. Not so much like a breakdown of But, but also the world and the and like the, the tone, right. I guess you could say as well. Well, they end the trailer with Sprite saying something along the lines of now that Tony Stark and Captain Rogers are gone, notice that she calls him Captain Rogers and not Captain America. Captain America. <laughs> it's an honor. I'm shaking your hand too long. Wow. This is awesome. Captain America. I know you too. You're great. So uh, are gone. Who's going to lead the Avengers? And then they all have a joke. Like maybe I'll lead the Avengers. <laughs> but the fact is that they are fully aware of who the Avengers are and that they have powers and could very well mix with those characters as well. Um, there's a lot of people saying that they're, that it's like the Eternals have been behind the, the, super soldier serum and creating superheroes on earth as a way to help earth protect itself from the celestials or other bodies out there uh, that that could potentially harm earth like thanos who apparently himself was an eternal he is he is part of the celestials so according to according to some so you know it when this comes out i i fully when as we get closer to this coming out i fully expect to have a trailer that's going to have far more to chew on than just like who these characters are but this glimpse at the world it seems interesting like i like the way that they appear on like this triangular spaceship essentially that appears to to a neolithic man uh and they kind of assimilate with with us and they exist with us for these thousands of years and the little influences they have on our world. Mm -hmm. That's going to be an interesting thing to check out as well. Um, I love that. Yeah. I, I, I like, I like the tone that I'm seeing. However, 
Kevin Feige has said that this is a movie that will 100% be nominated for an Academy Award next year for Best Picture, and I, I'm not seeing that here. Understandable, this is a teaser, so we're going to get more in the next subsequent trailers that come out. It Tur- seems, I, I would say... Uh, it seems like a fine MCU tone, movie. Tone-wise, I could kind of see it. You could kind of tell that they're not going too commercially glossy. I think they're going this. to go very deep into themes of of philosophy and the greater good and you know that with great yeah, power comes that great responsibility that and stuff sense. like that i think we're going to get into some themes like that here but here we're just being introduced to the characters and and to the world and to kind of like their dilemma that they have so once we get more you know coming out um i i very much look forward to breaking down a, another trailer for you guys for it when we have a whole lot more to break down but i mean right now there's really not a whole lot to break down for it um it's just whether you know this catches your interest or not like this didn't really get into the deviants which are the other creations of the celestials so the, while they made the eternals they also made the deviants which like as the eternals are are allegories for the for for mythology that we've had throughout humanity's history deviants are kind of like the demons that exist in so many forms of mythology around our world uh they are that they are dark creations of the celestials so uh we didn't see anything like that in this trailer however the eternals really don't exist without them so like they that they're essentially here to protect earth from deviants so we'll we'll have to wait and see for a little bit more of that and and supposedly this will be based on a more recent run than it will be based on jack kirby's original eternals concept and all we know from the imdb breakdown of this movie is that it's the saga of the eternals but saga does imply that we're going to go through time with them there's going to be great stretches of time that exists within this movie uh about a race of immortal beings who lived on earth and shaped its history and its civilizations so we'll see man uh it's supposedly it's the marvel movie we should be most excited for i'm i i love this trailer i mean to me i mean i i'm completely on board with it there was wasn't a thing about it that I disliked or was a little underwhelmed by. I think based on this trailer, like watching this trailer, this does feel like a different MCU. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It does not feel as punchy. It does not feel as bright. It does not feel as, as, uh, it it, it doesn't feel like right up my alley more. (laughs) It doesn't look like Thor Ragnarok. It doesn't look like guardians of the galaxy. You know, like there is, there's a certain, like there's a certain sheen. Yeah. Hue. Yeah. A sheen or like a hue to like a, a, a very Like you turned up the brightness just a little bit on your phone for an MCU movie. Right. Like for this, it seems like they're like, now we're, we're just gonna let it we're just we're just gonna leave our phone on auto right our phone display is on auto <laughs> so it's gonna be a little bit darker it's gonna be a little bit like grungier but you know it it so that, that more natural kind of, you know i mean I think yeah natural i like be, that yeah natural. But, but at the same time i think that's the whole point a lot of overcast it's because i think i think it's a great creative choice because they are living amongst us so they're not trying to be superheroes on the surface you know they were living with amongst us right under the radar 
until whatever event is going to occur that well, causes them and, to become and then the heroes. Maybe things will turn up then. Who knows? It doesn't matter. The point is, I think it's I think it's it's good that they actually kind of bring it down to a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a levity and us to invest within these characters within for sure our real world now and then we, branch out from there. We only get to see Kit Harrington very briefly. He's in one scene of this. We, he does not get kind of like a character introduction like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because this is introducing us to the Eternals where he is going to be our human viewpoint into them. So they're going to wait because he's going to have probably a bigger role when it comes to what yeah. the story actually is yeah. moving forward. So there's, there's no rush for him. Yeah, no, no. So uh, I'm excited for it. I like the way that it looks different than other MCU movies. Uh, but, but I, I can't like w- w- if we're doing a trailer park breakdown, I can't say like, does this trailer make me more excited other than it's part of the MCU? Not, not really, you know, it, but I, I do, I do like that. It looks like it's a, different direction that we've gotten with mcu definitely seems like it seems like it's going to be far more character based more so than superhero finds a villainous plot and struggles with themselves and uh you know circumstances to overcome villainous plot (laughs) you know it, it doesn't seem as paint by numbers as as the rest of the mcu does it's not a complaint on the mcu it's not a knock believe me I have Captain America shield tattooed on my fucking arm. I, I, I bleed <laughs> MCU a lot of the times. I'm just enjoying that. I'm getting something that looks a little bit different. I concur. So that's going to do it for super movie bros this week. If you would like to comment on anything that we discussed, you can reach out to us on our social medias. You can reach out to me on Twitter at super movie pod. Not so active over there, more active on my Instagram, which is at SMB Dave J. Where can I find you? I am on Twitter, J underscore SMB, on Instagram, Super Movie Bros, and Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast. Then, of course, we are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. You can check out all the great shows that are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network by heading over to ageofradio.org. You can click on the Shows tab, find Super Movie Bros, and there you'll find a handy-dandy media player that will play all of the Super Movie Bros episodes that are available for listening right there in a little playlist for you. They'll just keep playing. You can listen to Super Movie Bros. You can binge Super Movie Bros. You can binge any show that is part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. I want to thank all of you for listening have a great one cheers cheers